Hey everybody, welcome back to Bacon Wire. Uh, got the whole got the whole gang here. Uh, I, I was gonna say something like the gang is re- the gang records a podcast because I've been uh, I've been binging Sunny again, and uh, my God, I don't think they could get away with seventy five percent of the shit they do in the early seasons. That's another such a MSU easy. another That's... MSU podcast. There are already too many as it is. You'd be out of business in weeks' time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so we'll get right into some shooty hoops. Uh, the final four. <laughs> okay. We had a pretty great first weekend in the NCAA tournament, you know, including our boys giving Duke everything they can handle. And then the second weekend, in my opinion, there really weren't a lot of great games. Um, <laughs> especially when we got to the elite eight, like, was there even a close game? You know, I, it, it hasn't been too long, but I know the Duke game was a blowout. Uh, Matt Painter pulling a Matt Painter was pretty funny. Yeah, you basically have you have the easiest path. Okay, so who did? Yeah, you had to be a 15 seed and an uh, eight seed to get to the final four. And on paper, and like if I told you that as a Purdue <sighs> fan, you're going, "All right, I think Matt Painter can do it." And they had a lead late in that. They had a lead pretty decent time in that game, and then St. Peter's just impressed how me would you consider them the best cinderella ever or no um i i think you kind of have to give it to george mason because they actually made the final four right um i you know them or them or loyola uh i i give the edge to george mason because fuck sister jean uh, <laughs> you know how many altar boys were molested that she probably knew about and did oh, nothing all right did nothing sister jean was compliant Oh God! In, in the Catholic Church's many abuses. Well, we're gonna don't let some... that don't let that old lady smile fool you. She's a well, stone cold dick killer. Well, well, oh my God. Well, well, we won't have to worry about that. You know, we'll uh, we'll get Drew Valentine away from her in a couple of years because somehow she's still going to be alive in a couple of years. Um, but. You know, I, I, I think they were up there, obviously, you know, the first 15 seed to ever make the Elite Eight. But, man, it's like North Carolina beat – um oh, I'm sorry. Who would they beat in the Elite – in the Sweet 16? Uh, UCLA. UCLA. UCLA, thank you. Yeah, they were down at halftime, and they kind of kicked their ass. Um, I, I, I just – I thought it was so funny because Carolina just won that game, and they had it from start to finish. I mean, I didn't think they would, but man, I am really impressed with North Carolina. I'm really impressed with Hubert Davis, and I'm really happy for him. But it sucks that we had a, the first week of so many upsets and great games in the first, you know, the second uh, 15 seed to make the Sweet 16. And then all of a sudden, we get like the most blue blood Final Four outside of. Um, UCLA making it or Kentucky making it, you know, we, I consider Villanova a new blue blood, but I think they are. Um, and you know, we get what Duke, North Carolina, and then Villanova and Kansas. Like I'm going to watch them, but (laughs) I was really hoping St. Peter's would disrupt the whole world of college basketball and knock off North Carolina. I don't know what you guys thought. Yeah, if we're if we're talking if we compare blue bloods to uh to like corporations, right? Like we basically got like Standard Oil, 
uh, U.S. Steel. Uh, Meta. What's another, like, old-timey, like, Gilded Age company? <laughs> General, yeah, Ford Motor Company. And then we got, like, Tesla in Villanova. Yeah. I had to I had to ask my mommy for, for help. <laughs> that was good. Like, what do you think of the fun? What do you think of the last weekend, Carter, with the games? Um, I'm a fan of basketball, so I always just enjoy watching it. You know, I always yeah. enjoy watching basketball that one of my teams isn't playing in because then I'm a lot less of an emotional mess. So I'm just enjoying, you know, the game. I'm just enjoying basketball. Um, I was at my I was at my aunt's for dinner last Sunday. Um, we were watching the North Carolina St. Peter's game. And I told my aunt, I said, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Seton Hall calls Shaheen Holloway tomorrow. They called him like an hour after that game ended and they were working on hiring him. And I was like, okay, well, that was a little bit quicker than I thought. But uh, yeah, I mean, Shaheen Holloway did a really awesome job with that team. I mean, it's very clear that he is capable of coaching at the next level. And now we're going to be able to see it. Um, I mean, the way they played defense in the tournament, you know, the way they were shutting off big men, the way they were, the way they were switching and rotating and everybody was contributing uh, how deep they were. I mean, he took St. Peter's to an elite eight. I mean, imagine what he can do with a power five school. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, sorry, Carter. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, I, I really I really like that hire for Seton Hall. I thought Fred Willard was a loser, just mostly just because of what they did with Miles Powell a couple of years ago. Right, I've never been more Fred I've Willard. never I've never hated a team we've beat more. Uh, but Shaheen Holloway should give that that program new life. Yeah, now we get Fred Willard at least once a season, probably more more times than not twice. Oh geez. Um, no, he fits the Maryland identity so well. No, like cry. This is a somber one. Yeah, get it? Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> the Saint, you know, like uh, Saint Peter's game plan uh, for Zach Eady uh, was basically to uh, what I like to call kindergarten cop. You know, just swarm him and just kind of take his legs out, just kind of tackle him, and and that worked to great effect. I mean, you could tell. You could tell Edie was rattled. Well, um, and like, didn't he have? He had no rebounds at halftime, right? Or it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. He's like six and he's seven inches taller than anyone on St. Peter's. Uh, uh, that's and unbelievable. He and he can't grab a rebound. <laughs> that that's like, I remember. This is obviously not the same thing, you know. I never played college sports, but like, I played at the Y. And Portage a couple a couple of years ago, and I played with kids way younger than me, and I'm like six foot, but I have a pretty decent wingspan, so I can like I can block some shots. But it it reminded me watching him struggle. What you making fun of me? Stretch stretch three, Lucas Whitney. <laughs> oh God, first team all Big Ten. <laughs> like. We we and there was this kid that they had me matched up with, and he was like maybe 15 years old. He's like seven feet tall, <laughs> big kid. And I like blocked half of his shots because he just like didn't know how to use his body. And he was just playing for fun. And so I took it easy on him. I didn't like you know throw him to or you know block and then like do the Dikembe no no no. Too little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I knew that he was just trying to just have fun, but like. 
that's what it reminded me of what St. Pierce is doing. Like, yeah, they just instantly all went to him and he just like, he couldn't do it. Just had a big dump in his pants every time they came to him. And like, you know, Ivy can only do so much. And I just saw he's leaving for the draft, um, which I think is a really good player. Good call. Good call. Absolutely the right call. Yeah. You have to capitalize. Um, but I, I just – I was disappointed by the games, especially, like, Saturday and Sunday. Like, you know, Duke getting into another another Final Four, you know, and they're going to crap themselves all – they've been crapping themselves all week with UNC and Duke. And, you know, I, I, I hope I hope North Carolina wins, but I have this feeling deep down that they're going to get – they're going to get some horrific call Saturday night that's going to win them the game. Like, there's going to be, like, a horrible – miss charge call or like charge call in their favor. You know what I mean? So, or, or like an out of bounds play. There's going to be something that's going to like be on Twitter. Every single time people bring up the Duke championship, there's going to may be, I, uh, may I present an alternate theory? Sure. So um, I just want to say this um, breaking, breaking news, everyone uh, breaking, breaking news. Uh, in the MSU Twitter, in the MSU podcast space. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Um, Jack Williams will be replacing Connor Maldowney as the co-host on a podcast divided. Uh, congratulations, to, congratulations to Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, Hi Jack. Jack. I'm going to say congratulations. I know that yep. he, he hates me with a passion, but I'm going to say congratulations to him because, you know, it's been a dream of mine to work with Don Thomas and <laughs> – you know, if Don ever came up to me and said, you know, hey, I just want to know where <laughs> Gary McNamara was <laughs> on January 6th, 2021. That's all I want to know. The fact that he hasn't answered <laughs> yet makes it look suspicious. That's all I'm going to say. He's that's, not going to talk it. about his family. He's not going to talk about his brothers, the McNamara family. He's not going to talk about them. It's. I watched. I rewatched Parasite the other day. I just imagined uh, Parasite as the old housekeeper's husband, who lived in like that secret uh, hideaway. Yeah, that's Don. <laughs> uh, you know, like if Don called me and said, "Hey, hey, my brother, my family, um, would you like to be the next co-host?" You know, say Jack has to step down. Um, I'm gonna be. Re- you know, I'm. I'm gonna have to tell you guys. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm leaving, and then. You know, and then I could just sabotage that podcast from within. It would be fantastic. It would just be like a sleeper cell. Um, I would be like um, Dan- or what they thought. Um, oh, God, the redheaded guy in Homeland, Daniel. I haven't watched all that. So, well, he was a, they thought he was like a, a terrorist. Like, oh, Damian Lewis. Damian uh, Lewis. Ask. How did I freaking forget him? Bobby Axe from uh, Bobby Axelrod from Billions. Yes. Billions. I need to watch that show. Um, but no, you know, good for them. That's that's the best news I can or the best congratulations. Saying. Good for them. Um, good it would for have been, you. It you would... look happy and healthy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's bad that I understand that reference. Um, but, you know, I think it would have been more electric if they went with a, uh, a different host. I'm not going to say his name but um i think we all know who i'm talking about yeah uh, tutter. Huh? yeah tutter would have tutter would have been electric 
I was thinking Chad Latz. <laughs> Chad, Chad will come on our podcast. So we just need to, you know, get, get the right moment. Maybe have a sing along podcast with him or something. Um, but no, I, I call, I call doing a duet of breaking free from high school musical. <laughs> uh, I mean, he'll sing whatever you want. We know good and bad what he'll sing. Um <laughs> So yeah, congratulations to our podcast brethren. Uh, a quote unquote evenly covered podcast, um, a podcast divided, you know, way less biased than we are. And you know, we can only strive to have the evenness and the fairness that they do. Um, as the as the great Fox News says, fair and balanced. Yeah. <laughs> Photoshop. Get rid of the Fox oh. News. Yeah, podcast divided. Yeah, fair and balanced. Uh, Um, um, That reminds me. uh, There have been been recent, uh, the Fox News joke reminds me. uh, There have been recent allegations made against me. Uh, While we're just doing this tangent, we can do this bit and then we can. And me too. And then we can go back to to the bit about me me being homophobic. And uh, to prove I'm not homophobic, um, I have the pain box from. Uh, Denis Villeneuve's uh, hit adaptation of Frank Herbert's novel Dune. Um, both Carter and Lucas can see it. Yeah, you at home cannot see it because it's a podcast. But there you go. It's it's the pain box from Dune. Um, I am going to stick my hand in it. Um, I also have a poison needle held up to my neck. And if at any point I remove my hand from the box or say the F word, not fuck the other one, oh, uh, no. I will die. Okay. I am placing my hand in the box. Here we go. Oh, um, boy, I don't know how to transition. Just, just, we just got to talking. Move on to, move on to Gabe and move on to Gabe and Marcus declared for the draft. Okay. Carter, take the wheel. Gabe and Carter, <laughs> Gabe and, uh, Gabe and Marcus. Bye. Bye. Oh, no. I'm gonna wait till this is done. Oh, keep going. Just do it. Keep talking. Uh, so Michigan State, as people know, we have three seniors who uh have an extra year of eligibility. <laughs> and two of them Jesus. have decided to declare for the draft, Marcus being a game for They both declared nice. for 2022 NBA draft, uh, Gabe, I think a couple days ago, Marcus Bingham today, uh, Thursday, the 31st. And, uh, and, uh, he did it. I did it. Yeah. I don't don't know if I'm the, uh, the Quistas Halderac yet. Um, that remains to be seen. I still have to prove myself. Um, but I will be leaving. I will be taking a few weeks off to go with my family to the planet Arrakis. Hopefully no bad shit happens while I'm over there. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen Dune Carter? No, actually I haven't. Okay. <laughs> oh, so that bit was just. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Keep, keep, you can go up. Keep going. I get what you were doing. It's just, I was like. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't really know um, what either, if either of them will be drafted. Uh, in a couple months, but um, if, you know, just looking at them as 
just looking at, you know, what their profiles are. Uh, Gabe Brown is like a six, nine wing, six, eight, six, nine wing, great length, good athlete. He can shoot it. He plays really good defense. So basically he's, he's your prototypical three and D wing. Um, couple, I mean, knock would just be that he isn't really a shot creator. doesn't have the greatest handle. So it would be tough for him, uh, to do that at that level. Uh, Bingham, Bingham is just, I mean, I don't know if the production was enough, but I think that the physical, you know, talent is there. He's six, 11, seven, eight wingspan or some ridiculous thing like that. Um, so, you know, I, I would just not expect either of them to get drafted. If either, if I, if I had to say one of them would be drafted, I would say it'd be Gabe Brown, but, um, I don't know as of right now. And we're still, we don't know about, we still don't know about uh, Joey Hauser, if he's going to come back or not. Um, I think I would be fine with him coming back for one more year. I wouldn't want him to play a whole lot, but maybe just come off the bench and knock down a couple shots. Uh, I would assume he doesn't come back though, but if there's any chance of him coming back, I mean, there is one, I guess. I just don't know right. uh, what it would be, but we know that Gabe Brown and Marcus Bingham will both not be on the roster next year. So that means that they can add a couple players in the transfer portal if they want, because those scholarships will indeed be open. Yeah, no, um, I think it's good to kind of have, kind of have that closure. Um, I, I think you're right, Carter. I think, you know, if, if teams are looking kind of mid, mid round two, um, for for a for a you know a kind of three and D wing, um, I do think Gabe Brown is going to get a hard look. Um, you know the the couple concerns obviously are that he has a lot of miles on him, um, and that like you said he doesn't really create his own shots. Shots are kind of created for him, which in a league where basically. Every, every player on the floor needs to be able to create their own shot in some capacity uh, is going to be a massive step back. And, and for Bingham, I, you know, I, I, I love him. I think he's, I think he was a great player for us at times. Um, I just don't know where he fits in. Um, I don't think his three has come along far enough to kind of have teams get a flyer on him. Maybe, you know, hopefully, a team can just kind of give him a G league contract and he can kind of cook a little bit and kind of see what happens when he has that constant, uh, that constant development and he doesn't have to like take time off to do classwork or whatever. Um, maybe he can kind of, uh, maybe can kind of make that last step. He was never able to take at MSU. Um, but you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I just hope, like I said, like I said last week, like Izzo needs to find, Izzo needs to hit the portal. It sounds like he is. Um, I'm, so it's going to be, you know, it's, it, we're moving forward. We're moving along. Move along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish them well. Um that's the best I can do. I hope they get drafted. I mean, it makes us look, it makes MSU look good, but um, yeah, I only see, I, I could see Gabe Brown for sure. I agree with you. And uh, I mean, just cause the NBA is such a three point heavy 
league, you know, if he can just keep keep cooking at the three point line, he might get a shot somewhere. But um, yeah, best of luck to them. Um, speaking of the portal, I know we are Izzo's hitting it pretty hard from what we've been told. Um, our our rock solid true insider sources. Um, we know that we have major interest in. Uh, he's a wing, right, Jalen Bridges. Yeah. Plays the three um, or the four. Yeah, three or the four out of West Virginia. Average he what he averaged like 18 a game. Yeah. Um boy, that would be really Pretty nice. I think, I think we we've already had a, a house visit with him, right? Yeah, the whole staff. Holy shit, the whole staff. The whole staff went. Well, hopefully Doug, Matt McQueen was there. Hopefully was Doug Wojcik was just keeping the car warm for him or something. Yeah, hopefully he was okay. sitting outside. Hopefully, you know, I hope Matt McQuaid was in there saying, hey, man, you see how I was shooting the ball? I'm going to get yeah. you. I'm going to get you right like that. He's already a good shooter. But I mean, could you imagine if he was like a Matt, McQu- a Matt McQuaid level shooter? Oh. This is this is idealizing a little bit. But if he was a Matt McQuaid level shooter with the defense and the toughness that he brings. It could be it could be pretty good. Um, does that be an all big je- 10 player? Does that put in jeopardy like anyone transferring that we might not expect? I think I you know who I might so. be talking about. No, I wouldn't think so. I don't think he will, but he's not. You know, I don't think he's that type of guy. I think he's the type of guy no. to get better. And if someone like Jalen Bridges is there even just a year or so, it 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 could definitely help him and take the load off his shoulders. Um and I know we want a center, and I know there's been a couple of bigs out there that were like all going Dan Flashes over. But um, are, are we keying in on any? Because I haven't really seen that we're, like, keying in on one or two. Because there's been a couple that I've seen, like, clips of going, man, that guy, I think that guy can make a difference for us. I have not seen anybody specific. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they're putting the feelers out, though. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm sure, I'm sure they are. Um, you know, I, I, I think um, – People have said this around, you know, kind of the blog scene or whatever. Um, they're not, they're not filling spots quickly. Um, they're not filling spots quickly because they just want to see how how the portal shakes out. You know, I think, um, I think there's gonna, you know, they the staff expects um, a lot of movement a lot of portal entries coming up here soon, you know, as the season kind of officially ends and, you know, teams are kind of guys are kind of looking at their roles on their teams next year. And, you know, as other coaching moves are being set and, and things like that. So, um, you know, they're not, these two spots are going to stay vacant for a little while. Um, And I would say that's a good thing rather than a bad thing because we've seen what happens when the staff uh, invests in a player too quickly. <laughs> Thomas Kidier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I applaud the staff's patience and kind of getting what they want versus um, taking what they can get. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything else to add. I really don't. Um, do you, do you, Carter, you got something, you got some scoops? Well, one guy who just entered the portal, I think very recently uh, today, uh, Efton Reed, who was a five-star center last year. Uh, he just entered the portal from LSU. 
mm. real big guy. He's 6'11", 225. I think you can shoot it a little bit. So, I mean, that would, that would be the, like the size that you need. And uh, Izzo, you know how he gets with centers. He's good at developing them. Um, Manny Bates from North Carolina State, four-star guy. Um, I think he'd be a grad transfer, so you'd get him for one year. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple uh, notable names in the portal at the big man spot. And I mean, I think Michigan State just needs to get a wing and a big man. And I think you know they're cooking for 2022. Yeah, I, I think we're going to be all right next year. I, I think it's going to be a pretty fun team. You know, if we can land Bridges, that would be incredible. And you know, get another center or you know whatever happens with. Because there might be a guy or two leaving for us. I'm not saying any, I know anything, but I wouldn't be surprised. There's a couple of people I'm thinking of, um, you know. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. It's you know, it's basically just free agency now. It's just a big, big free agent market that they can all go to, and we can drop a bag or not drop a bag, you know. <clears throat> so uh, let's talk spring football. The spring game is. Two weeks from this Saturday, right? No. Correct. Yep. 16th. Yeah, two weeks from this Saturday. Uh, I plan my Disney trip poorly because I will be on the road that day, so I cannot uh, cannot partake in the fun with uh, whoever's going from our from our from our crew. And uh, I, I haven't really been re- reading up on it. So Carter, SD, you guys just enlighten me like an audience member yeah so um you know the staff kind of had a uh, a quote-unquote open practice um last week uh where uh the reporters got to kind of watch practice take video um colton has some great videos of of keaton hauser and uh and coach tucker kind of coaching the cornerbacks um thank god um you know we kind of you know, the reporters are kind of getting their feel for how this squad is going to shake out. Um, and, you know, kind of getting some kind of getting some answers from the staff on kind of what they're looking for um, in, in spring ball, you know, so, um, you know, you can't be anything but excited, right? We're talking about a team that, that Lucas, we were ready to, Brett and I were ready to institutionalize you uh, for predicting that they'd win nine games. Um, you know, I thought even I thought eight was a little hefty. Yeah. You had eight and Brett had seven. Right. So, um, but nine, we were ready to nine. We were ready to put you in a loony bin. You're ready to replace me with Jack Williams. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I I stand by that prediction, and I had I had faith, and it it went way better than my MSU is going to win the national championship uh, from two weeks ago with Combo. Man, that just completely just fell apart. But um, you know, that's just that's my shtick. But like, I just thought nine wins, and I I stood by it. And you and Brett both looked at me like, uh, you know, what what's wrong with this guy? You know, is this he does he need to go to bed? Is it too late for him tonight? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we didn't think Graham. you were Emma, let's get you to bed. Yeah, we MSU didn't think you were win nine games this year. Okay, Grandma, let's get you to bed. <laughs> yeah, we thought you weren't rested up enough. Um, yeah. But you know, obviously we were wrong. 
And, and you know, we do lose. Um, we do lose Kenneth Walker III, who you who you know could argue was a big part of that of that nine win season. Um, but we also returned Jaden Reed, probably one of the best receivers, one of not probably one of the best receivers in the country. Um, Peyton Thorne, um, you know, who even who you know did look shaky at times when Walker wasn't as effective last year. Um, gets another year under his belt as the starter. Um, you know, we get Jalen Berger. Um, we get Jalen Berger and uh, Jaron Broussard out of the out of the portal. Uh, Davion Pym is like shooting up boards. I guess um, this Davion kinda... Prim dude. This Davion Prim hype train has been so strange for me. I mean, you know, I obviously like I haven't seen like any practices or anything. So I'm not, you know, in there with the media watching practices or anything like that, but where's this coming from? Cause at best he's going to be like the third running back and I don't know if he's going to get that many snaps even. Yeah. So I shit, you know, cool. Um, We've picked up some pieces. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the tight end from Illinois. Daniel Barker. Daniel Barker. You know, we've kind of said, we kind of brought it up when he transferred. Uh, Justin brought it up, uh, you know, when he transferred that Jay Johnson's offense is kind of fully unleashed when they have a true, when there's a true pass catching threat um, in that tight end position and, and Barker, the leading touchdown, the leading touchdown uh, receiver at the position in Illinois history is now wearing green and white. Um, so that's, you know, that's a positive um, on top of the freshman he's bringing in. Um, I will say, um, one thing that's been pretty consistent throughout all the reporting on spring ball is that it does seem like offensive line depth is, is a bit thing um, at the moment. So, you know, that's, that's certainly a cause for concern, but again, um, as spring ball ends and we kind of get to that summer, um, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be another huge wave of, of guys hitting the portal. Right. Uh, guys who, you know, kind of enter spring ball uh, with the expectation they're going to have one role and then all of a sudden they, they have a different role or guys who are kind of um, veteran guys who are kind of uh, looked over on top of the hot young talent that's coming the early enrollee um, who's kind of maybe adapting quicker than than originally thought. So, um, you know, uh, so I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like offensive line is going to be a big right now. Um, we would need to see obviously what they do with this next wave of guys who enter the portal. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go to the spring game. I'm excited to see uh, the boys. I'm excited to, I'm excited to go back to Spartan stadium. Even they're, even if they're not selling alcohol yet. Um, and I'm excited to, I'm, ex- you know, I, I'm, I'm jazzed, man. I'm, I'm a football fan first. Um, you can't fake passion like mine. So I'm, I'm very excited to, I'm very excited to kind of get back in this one. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to like, I'll have to catch up with you guys that night. Cause I'll be in Georgia. I'll be in my hotel room. I'm, I'm kind of pissed Georgia. that I scheduled it. Don't tell my wife that, but, um, 
like, man, offensive line depth would be just boner jams 2022. That's something that we, you know, a lot of teams struggle with, but it just seems like we can never get it down. But, you know, the years that we do have it, I mean, we're pretty unstoppable. Um, and I'm glad Mel Tucker's coaching the cornerbacks, or at least for now. You know, I'm, I am glad with that. And, um, yeah, I think my biggest my biggest thing I want to see is what what Peyton Thorne can do without a running game. And I, I think Malik Carr is going to be a huge part of it, and so is um, the tight end from Illinois, Barker, that, that just came in. I think he's going to be a big part of it um, because, I mean, there were moments like in that Purdue game, yeah, it, it was a shitty game, but like Carr had some pretty good plays. And that's just, so, it's something to monitor. It's something to, uh, to look at for the future. And it just kind of opens the door a little bit. Like you kind of creak it open and uh, another off season of Jay Johnson to cook with Peyton Thorne. I mean, I don't know if we're going to go to nine games or to win 11 games again. I mean, that'd be unbelievable, but you know, there might be a little bit of regression, but I think if, if Peyton Thorne wants to prove that he's a top t- big 10 quarterback, he, he needs to prove that he can be effective when teams shut down the run game. And speaking of running, we don't know who's going to emerge out of that backfield. Avion Prim, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, shit. The He's getting hype. a ton of hype as like a breakout candidate. Well, I mean, that's great. Um, but you know we're going to have those games where he's ineffective. You, you know it's going to happen. I mean, if it doesn't, then we're talking we're talking something that we're not prepared for. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to see how the running game looks, and I want to see how Peyton Thorne does because he can make the throws. Like that that dime to read in the Michigan game, fourth and one. Um, fourth and four. Fourth and four, thank you. At the one-yard line, caught at the one-yard line. And, um, you know, like he, he showed a little bit of it in that Purdue game, like, you know, they were kind of shutting down K-9, but, like, he had that, that like, 35, 40-yard scramble, you know, for the tying touchdown. That's obviously, like, a broken play, but he improvised and he made it work, and, you know, you got to see me on TV. But, um, anyway, uh, that's what I'm really excited for. I, I'll have to just watch. I, I hope it's going to be on TV somewhere. I'd like to at least record it and maybe watch it while I'm in the hotel room or something. Yeah, it'll be on Big Ten, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there'll be like a one condensed version somewhere. Um, they usually run Big Ten. Perfect. I, I'm bummed that I'm missing it, but you know you can't tailgate or anything. You basically just park and show up and go watch. Um, huh. So, which is still fun, but like, yeah, um, that's what I'm excited for. And you know, I'm excited. I am excited for one thing already for next season is the first broken play by the secondary to see what SD's reaction is. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm not excited for it, but I mean, (laughs) this is his Joker origin story. He's going to be, he's going to be crying in the makeup room when, when Scotty hate, when they give up like a 70 yard touchdown pass. Yeah. I'm going to be, um, (laughs) I'm going to be like, there's a, um, the political cartoonist for the onion, uh, Kelly. Um, just rip roaring hilarious shit like the onion does. Uh, he has a recurring character called Sicko. I oh. may have seen him like college football sickos. Um, essentially, um, 
sick the sicko is a guy who like watches from outside a window as like a teen vapes or does gay stuff or whatever uh, because it's a political cartoon parody like he's parodying uh fucking you know who i'm talking about uh he's leaning up against the window and he goes ha 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 yes yeah and that's that's going to be me the first uh the first broken play by the defense Um. Yeah, I'm looking. Football. Football is going to be fun. It's going to be hashtag. Not fun. that I want the defense to fail. No. 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 I no. Just I like being right, but every, I don't like every being defense, right at the cost. Every of defense my gives up team. broken plays. At the like, cost of my football team. Every defense gives up broken plays. It is a fact. So like, it's going to happen. Like you just have to embrace it. Um, you know, even Jalen Ramsey gets burned in the Super Bowl, even though it was a face mask to pull down. But um. Anyway, you know, um, I don't have anything else to add about football. I'm going to try to keep closer attention on it. Um, I'm going to monitor it more and more. As definitely, the definitely, something, definitely something to monitor. It is something to monitor. I'm trying to this find that tweet. Thing, huh? This whole football thing, kind of something I might keep my eye on. <laughs> it's something I'm going to pay close attention to. Yo, have you guys heard about this football shit? <laughs> What's the deal with that football? This Mel Tucker guy, <laughs> kind of cool. Oh, oh, okay. Not bad, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Connor, Connor Muldowney has broken his silence um, <laughs> on the uh, a podcast divided replacement. Um, he gave Jack Williams a strong recommendation, um, a very nice letter, from what I've been told. Um, embossed um, watermark and everything. So, you know, good, good for them. I just, I just had to bring that up. It's breaking news um, across, across the MSU media landscape. Um, oh man, that's going to get, Never mind. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to manifest it. I'm not going to speak into existence because it's going to happen. One last football thing. Uh, Connor yeah. can finally come on the pod now, by the way, now that he's yes. finally stepped down. Connor is, Connor is now free to join us and, and oh, fuck about. He'll, he'll come on. I know about. he will. Fuck about with the boys. He'll come on. I know he will. Um, I've told him. I said anytime you want to come on, he will be on. So I'll, this I'll is, put that bug in his ear again. Last football thing. Uh, this is a message for University of Kentucky coach Vince Morrow. Um, you're maidenless. You are maidenless. Not mad. Um, you, you sit on Twitter uh, more than more than I do. Um, the difference between me and you is, is I work nine to five and make barely above minimum wage. Uh, you're one of the highest paid assistant coaches in all in the entire sport of college football. Um, you drop, you drop more bags than a hotel luggage attendant with Parkinson's and you're sitting here on Twitter, subtweeting 17 year olds for recruitment graphics. Get over yourself. Go offline for a little bit, man. Log off. Touch grass. L plus touch grass plus maidenless plus ratio. Just delete the app for a cup for a week, man. Trust me. It'll work. You'll feel better. You'll think differently about life. And then you can come back to this hellhole. Like, trust me, it, it works. Um, nice phone. Case, you're... Thank you. 
Yeah. If you're if you're if you're replying to big game boomer <laughs> about one of his infographics, you are too online. <laughs> <laughs> he big game boomer, I kind of hated at first, but I appreciate the effort he, he makes in trolling teams. It's so funny. Like the way that he just he tweets and then like a minute later his mentions and his replies are just just rattling with fans. Like it's it's amazing what he's come up to. But uh, I would like to speak to Big Gabe Boomer. I would like to have a conversation. Uh, I, I saw uh, a picture. I remember Zanjo posted a picture of him and he got blocked. I would like to meet. I would like to meet at the table with Big Gabe Boomer. I would like to share. I would like to share a meal. We shot our shot with Josh Pate. I mean, we could try Big Game Boomer. We'll see what happens. Um, oh, yeah, Vince Merrill, look, man, get off, get off here. You know, we'd treat him differently if he were at MSU, but he said no to us twice. So, I mean. The difference is he's not at MSU. He's at Kentucky. So, yeah, Vince he's Merrill. stuck in Kentucky. Get some bitches. <laughs> no bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that stupid meme. Um so we're gonna do some movie wire, um, fellas. That Oscar thing was fucking crazy. Um, we're way like, we're way behind now. We're four days after it, but I I agree. Nightmare Alley was robbed. Oh, that movie stunk. <laughs> Did you watch it? <laughs> no, I was dude. Just, I, I knew you were talking about the slap. I'm honestly so fucking tired. Yeah, of slap discourse. I don't care. It was funny when it happened. It was funny for like twenty minutes, well, and then all the and then all the shit lip celebrities started getting their takes off. So it it didn't become funny right. anymore. Amy I, Schumer I, said she's triggered. She uh, also stole a joke from her monologue from Twitter. Verbatim, verbatim, word for fucking word. Yeah, you can't even claim parallel thinking. It was word for word. I don't even care. But you know, whatever, alopecia. I don't fucking care. I I will. I will say that I think Will Smith thought the joke was funny, but the second he got the look from Jada, even though she went on TV and said, yeah, I like to bang other dudes. You know, it's our, it's our thing. I like to deep throat other guys for fun. I fucked, I fucked our sons. I fucked our son's friend. Yeah. I fucked our son's friend and Will Smith's just like, all right, sounds good. And he was laughing. And then the second he looked over at her, because you know, he's deep dick Margot Robbie at least once. Yeah. Like, you know what? If that were my, like, if my wife and I had that range, I'd laugh and look right at her. And yeah, she had alopecia and that is, that sucks. And I don't think Chris Rock knew about it or forgot about it, but like, I mean, I don't know. I, I have a different opinion of it considering their relationship, but it's their arrangement. So, you know, you got to root for love and, and all of its different forms. You're at, you know, it's the only comment, the last comment we'll make about the slap before we move on yeah um to moon knight because the only best picture nominee i've seen is is doom so um, uh licorice pizza was good oh i saw licorice pizza um, yeah cassie said coda was really good um belfast i watched belfast this past weekend it was really good um, yeah i was gonna watch belfast on an airplane um on my way movie. back to dubai and i opted for um harry potter and the deathly hollows part two instead mm. it's a good movie Oh, are you pumped for uh, 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 the sequel to Dumbledore? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I got um, I got a month of A list for ninety nine cents. So holy I'm shit, gonna, I'm gonna use my A list. I'm gonna use A list for uh, for all for all Morby for all Morby. You you can't you can't top the movie should come out. They should just have that poster that they released where it looks like Jude Law is shooting a giant rope, like he has his yeah. wand right at his crotch, and it's white coming out of the wand. It is so fucking funny. Like I, that, I do if that, if that were the movie, I'd watch it in a heartbeat. I do I do appreciate that they've um that they've dropped the whole premise of like uh Harry Potter Pokemon for just like yeah, we're doing uh we're doing Wizard Hitler again. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I do I do appreciate that. Um fuck JK Rowling, she's a turf, she can fuck off forever. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I will be illegally pirating the secrets of Dumbledore because fuck her. Um. It would. I wonder if it bombs so hard. It's not going to, but that'd be hilarious if it bombs so hard. Then, like, they go, "Hey, uh, in two weeks, it's going to be on HBO Max." Guess what? <laughs> Man, <laughs> totally got it, everybody. It bombs so. It bombs so hard. J.K. Rowling makes an Instagram post with the trans flag. <laughs> she JK Rowling JK Rowling decides she likes money more than she likes whatever dumbass fucking morals whatever dumbass moral code she has um yeah so yeah Oscars they were congratulations Dakota um and I would have I, I put like five bucks on doing to win best picture just because you never know crazier things have happened but I'm telling you, Dune two and three are gonna clean up. They're gonna clean up. Yeah. Um, Troy Kotzer, um, you definitely should have taught Biden fuck in sign language. Um, that seems like a missed opportunity there. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to. I would have loved to see a video of Biden signing fuck. Um, his fucking wrinkled ass fucking grandpa hands. Um, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure fucking sign language is just middle fingers. Um, so yeah, I just watched Moon Knight, um, an hour ago. Um, we were going to record earlier, but I, this is literally the only time I can watch it. What I want your guys thoughts first. Like Carter, what do you think? Uh, I think it's the best Marvel show, like best opening for a Marvel show. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a, I'm a big fan of Oscar Isaac. Um, I think the way he's going to be able to blend Mark Spector and Stephen Grant is going to be really awesome. Um, I mean, it already is. Um, I went into Moon Knight not being super familiar with the character, but then once I kind of learned about what it is, I was, I was so much more fascinated by it. Uh, also, it'll be really cool to see uh, Ethan Hawke because I think he was really cool. I think that's those are two actors. Uh, him and, him and uh, Oscar Isaac are going to work really well off of each other. Uh, the story's pretty fun. Uh, it's 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 gonna be pretty cool. I mean, you know, you guys are the ones who are a lot more familiar with the with the comic book with the source material, but uh, I I liked it a lot. I mean, I always come on here if we're talking about something like, yeah, I liked it. It was great, <laughs> but <laughs> I did like this a lot. It was cool. So so the most I know about um, Unite are those fake comic panels where he's like, "Where's Dracula? That motherfucker owes me money." Oh yeah. Uh, uh yeah those uh those i learned like last week like aren't real moon knight panels those are oh. those are fake 
Man, I wish they were real. Yeah, I mean, like the panels are real, but the the speech bubbles are fake. Right. Um, So, uh, you know, I I didn't know much either, Um, but I was I was quite impressed. I think it had. I think you're right, Carter. I I I would still put WandaVision's pilot ahead of this, um, just um, just because just because I think WandaVision started out with such a bang. that that was kind of hard to ignore um but no i'm i you know i think this has um i think this has some potential to kind of be one of the more interesting mcu shows mm-hmm. um you know i think this is the first one we're really getting where um there's no ties to a uh to an established mcu character right so we don't you know, there's no, there's no baggage. There's no, there's no, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's no Loki. There's no, like, there's, there's nothing kind of tying it to the, to the, to the past, right? It's all future. So, uh, and this is the first show to really do that. So I'm really excited to kind of see where they go um, in the future with this. Yeah. And the costume's badass. I mean, we only saw a glimpse of it. In, at the end of the episode, yeah. but that costume was sick as hell, and I can't wait for the next episode. I have a, a hot take, and I know we were just completely dead wrong, like predicting WandaVision shit. Like, oh man, is uh, Magneto gonna show up? You know, we kept thinking Michael Fassbender would show up. I am gonna do that again for for um, Moon Knight. I think Blade's gonna show up. That could actually happen. That That'd he was high. supposed to be seen in Eternals in full costume um, when um, Dane uh, Dane I forget his name uh, Dane Whitman it might John, be, Snow. John Snow John Snow yeah, just say yeah. John Snow oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Kit Harrington but I think his name is Dane Whitman when he opens up that um, that that box and it's the sword when he says you know I'd be careful with that Mister Whitman um, he was supposed to be in full costume but they hadn't finished it. Um, because they were still going through the concepts and the, and the tests with it. So I have a theory that they're going to want to show off Blade just a little bit, in, and I think Moon Knight's the perfect one to do it in. And it would make sense because, like, you get that little glimpse of him, and then next summer is his movie. You know what I mean? Like, that, that gives people – it puts the bug in your ear, like, oh, shit, we got another Blade. And it, it puts – a face to the name because a lot of people I think still would associate with Wesley Snipes. Um, if, if I'm making sense, I, I, I just think, I think we're going to see a big time uh, hero or villain that we haven't seen in the MCU. I think, I think it's going to happen with Moon Knight. It's getting to be that point just because, you know, they've been knocking on the door with it so much like with the Eternals, when you, when you heard Blade's voice, yeah. Um, what's going to happen with with uh, Multiverse of Madness? How we oh. how we heard how we heard uh, Charles Xavier? Yeah. Um, another thing that I actually really like about Moon Knight is how uh, F. Marie <laughs> Abraham is the voice of Khonshu. And I don't know if you guys I don't know if either of you guys have seen Mythic Quest, but he's in that show, and uh, he's really funny in it. I really enjoy yes. him, so I think that's gonna be fun. I need to finish I Mythic Quest. I started it. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's CW in Mythic Quest. Yeah. I love that. I love that character. Um, 
Also, I totally forgot that uh, Gaspard Yulio, I think is how you say his name. Leo or whatever, yeah. Yeah, he plays Midnight Man and how he died. Yeah, totally he passed away like a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure they'll just, you know, they'll, I'm sure they'll recast someone, unfortunately. You know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's six episodes. So, yep. and they've said they're not ruling out a season two or anything. So, so that's nice that, you know, if Oscar Isaac wants to do it, their game. So I'm, I'm pumped for that. I'm bummed out that we're not getting more WandaVision, but it does make sense that we're not getting any more considering it's basically just kind of filler between Endgame and Doctor Strange 2. Like, I understand now. That was a wrap up. It was a, yeah. it was a wrap up of her character. I think, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was that too. Yeah. Just because of, you know, just because. I think that those characters are, are kind of done. Well, no, there is a Captain America four coming. Oh, is there going to be a movie? Yes. Yeah, wow. the guy who the guy who was the showrunner for Falcon and the Winter Soldier is doing it. Wow. Yeah, Ma- right. Mackie and Sebastian Stan have been confirmed to be in the movie. Um, okay. All right then. I think it's like two years out or something, but okay. I know it is going to happen. Um, and I, I'm not going to be shocked if there's a Chris Evans appearance, but like. Um, yeah, man, it's crazy. You know, it's April tomorrow. You know, the, the famous Simpsons SD, the famous Simpsons April Fool's joke Bart played on Homer. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> April. <laughs> uh, we're a month out from Doctor Strange and it doesn't feel like a month out. Like, it, I mean, it's going to feel like a month when tick, it's going to feel close when tickets go on sale. But like, I just haven't wrapped that around my head yet that we're almost in summer movie season. And, you know, I think tomorrow is such a great kickoff to this summer of movies with Morbius, Um, (coughs) you know, Morbius mania. I'm going to tailgate at celebration cinema after we record the podcast. Um, You know, I can't wait. I cannot wait for this movie. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot get enough of, of Jared Leto. He is. um, Well, I mean, if you're on TikTok and you follow movie TikToks, some people have posted all the credit scenes and I watched them. So I know, I know real? what I need to know. Huh? Was that one with, um, with Michael Keaton real? Yeah. Yeah. He's in the movie. Oh my yeah. God. That was awful writing. I, I think I got in this universe because of Spider-Man. I did oh. not think that was real. That sounds like something like a fourth grader writes. No, so wait. The so, so, Okay. This brings up apparently has no idea what universe it's in. So 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 here's so here's the so here's the rub, right? Uh, <laughs> you remember that earlier trailer where they're passing by something, and and he passes by Michael like, Doc. Yeah, hey Doc. Apparently that got cut from the movie. Yeah, I have a theory. Sony wanted this to be in the MCE and Feige saw the early cut of it and he goes, fuck off. <laughs> he probably saw <laughs> this cut and went, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Fuck off. You can put, yeah. Oh, you can reshoot fuck it. You. Yeah, <laughs> you can reshoot it. We'll let you have Keaton for a post credit scene, but you are not putting this in our fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. That makes sense. Uh, I need to look and see. Like this movie just amazes me, but I like 
I think it's the most delayed film ever. 19% really, on Rotten really Tomatoes. Let's see. When was it supposed to come out? Um, like last year, right? It was supposed to come out in early 2020. Um, oh. No, yes. No, it was supposed to come out in March 2021. Then October 2021. Okay, then, then January 28th. And then April 1st. So it's been delayed. It's been delayed just as much as James Bond. Okay, never mind. I swear this thing is supposed to come out three years ago. Um, Because the first trailer came out January 2020. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That was the first. Huh? It was probably the last trailer people saw in theaters for like a year and a half. (laughs) Probably was, yeah. And they're all coming back to watch it tomorrow. Like, we got got to see this vampire movie. Um. Yeah, I've heard it's just a steaming pile of shit. It's got like a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I mean, it's going to be shoehorned in the MCU. and But I think what's going to happen is like Morbius and Venom are going to be in a movie together and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is going to be in Venom 3. That's Which my that opinion. would fucking suck because yeah, the whole, the whole like post- MCU, the post, the whole post No Way Home uh, hype cycle for Andrew Garfield, Spider Man. Uh, you know, and he's just going to be in fucking Venom 3, which I thought Venom 2 was a big pile of shit, too. Um, I, I did it. not I, enjoy I did I not enjoy YouTube. Venom 2. <laughs> I did not enjoy Venom 2. Um, I'm probably not going to enjoy Morbius. Um, no, I'm not going to watch it. it. No. <laughs> I mean, I have a list, so I'm just gonna. Right, use... Yeah, I mean, if you got if you got if you got time to kill, yeah, for a buck for the month. Oh man, that's incredible. Not spending gonna... twelve bucks at a movie theater though. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a list. I mean, you can probably watch it on Pornhub come Sunday or whatever. I watched Venom too. I remember you told me it was bad, and I think three months later I found it on YouTube in like ten minute segments. So it only took nine, ten segments for me to watch the whole movie. And it was actually a pretty good rip of the movie. Um, legal version of the movie that I paid for. Um, yeah, I mean, I was amazed by how shitty it was. The only good part was when he sees Carnage, when Venom sees Carnage, like, oh, shit. That's a red one. Like, that's a big red one. No, 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 no. Come back out. That was cool. Or that was funny. But other than that, I'm like, Good lord! Because well, I didn't hate the first Venom. I'm like, it was all right. It wasn't the Eminem song was a banger? You know. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> um, but what I what what you know a movie's doomed? Like I think a week ago, the director of Morbius was on Twitter, like oh. spoiling the movie. <laughs> Sony Pictures was like, warning, spoilers are in these tweets, and he's literally saying all this shit that we're saying. Like, yeah, Michael Keaton shows up in a post-credit scene as Adrian Toomes. He has a different suit than what he had in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, but he is a part of the MCU and he got transferred here due to the events of No Way Home. I'm like, okay, so did he get transported back, or is he just there now? How does he get to stay there? Because everyone else went back to their respective. So what the fuck? So how come like, how come? How come MJ and Ned stayed in the MCU? How come MJ and Ned didn't go to like the Raimi verse or the amazing Spider-Man verse? And 
how come like Ned wasn't running around with Kirsten Dunst for like a half hour? I think MJ was too busy going out, hanging out with Jules. <laughs> get it? Oh, I yeah, give euphoria joke. Yeah. Euphoria joke. I'm evolving. Um, yeah. Would that be funny if in a random episode of Euphoria, like Kristen Dunst is just there? She goes, Peter! <laughs> like in the background. Like she's at like one of the parties. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like a high, big ass high school party, like every two episodes. Or yeah. no. Like they do another she's, play. She's, she's at, she's at Rue's intervention. <laughs> and she's like, but if you see my husband, Peter Parker, <laughs> then a portal. Maddie's, totally Maddie's, like, yeah, everyone is like holding Maddie back and, and MJ's like, uh, <laughs> oh, um, I think that's all I got. Um, I have a pitch room. I have a couple pitch rooms for you guys. Um, yes, that's right. Pitch rooms. Go ahead. Go ahead. The first one is is Severance on Apple TV Plus. We're gonna get to it. Um, yeah, but starring, yeah, pitch me on it. Starring Adam Scott, um, also uh, starring Zach Cherry, um, Patricia Arquette, uh, John Totoro. Oh, get a little Christopher Walken action. Really? Um, yeah, and it basically follows um, a group of employees at this. Um, I guess I can call them. They're like an Amazon-esque company, I think. Um, and they, all the employees that that Adam Scott's character works with underwent a procedure called severance, where their, um, their working consciousness and their um, outside consciousness have been split. And um, basically, when they're at work, they're, they're a different person than when they're at home. Um, and it's just the mystery of, of, you know, why, why this company is doing this. Um, you know, there's a new employee who keeps, whose inner, um, personality, whose inner consciousness keeps trying to escape. Um, there's, um, there's a lot of twists and turns as this mystery kind of unravels, um, in front of you. I've had a, I've had an incredibly fun time watching it. Um, there's only two episodes left. Um, so honestly, I would wait, I would wait to binge at this point. That's what I'm gonna um, do. But yeah, I couldn't I couldn't recommend the show enough. This is the most fun I've had watching the show, I think, since since succession. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um yeah, I'm gonna have to put that put that on the list like to do soon. I uh, Cassie got Apple TV plus for us again to watch like Coda and it's like five bucks a month. So, I mean, why not keep it? Yeah, I am. Uh, I have Apple one. So I bundle um, Apple music and, and iCloud plus where I get the extra iCloud storage. You get like the news app and all that. That's, that's the higher tier. Okay. Um, but it's like Apple TV plus uh, Apple music, the, I, the extra iCloud storage and um apple apple arcade which is like hmm. you get exclusive games and shit interesting um yeah i'm i, I want to watch it I, i've seen the i've seen the the previews and uh yeah you got you and i know brett's been big on it uh hot take empires and trevor trevor has been blueprint trev has been big on it 
So yeah, that's that's a lot of recommendations for me to ignore. Um, what am I? What am I watching right now? Oh, uh, we're watching True Blood. I've never seen it. It's all right. I don't know if you ever yeah. watched True Blood. Just getting ready for just getting pumped up for Morbius. Are you? <laughs> It'd be great if uh, Bill Compton showed up in Morbius. That'd be pretty. I'd actually be excited. <laughs> Doctor um, Morbius. My name is Bill Compton. Suki. Suki. <laughs> like I watch that show and I'm like, "Fuck! This is the horniest show I've ever seen in my life." Like they're all either naked or banging each other. Like every fucking ev- at least once an episode, and you know when you when you're undead, like you kind of yeah, you just kind of lose all sense of decency. Uh, like, the other show, yeah, go ahead. I have to write. This is a last minute edition. I just got caught up with this show. Um, if you guys haven't started it yet, I highly recommend it. Winning time. I've been oh, watching it. I'm caught up. Yes, caught up. I've been okay. watching it. It's so good. I, I was, love. It. I was a little hesitant. Um, I wasn't I wasn't too in on the first episode. Um, but now that I'm caught up, I'm 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 loving it. I'm bought I was in. gonna ask you guys if you'd watched Winning Time. Yeah, I you know, I'm a big fan of the Adam McKay style. Um, this is very much that. Um, you know, I love the I love the kind of story they're telling. I love John C. Riley's performance. Oh, he's and been he phenomenal. Looks, he looks just like Dr. Buss. Yeah, he does. Him, him just knuckle pucking a girl in the middle of a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking awesome. They uh they nailed the Magic Johnson too. The guy that they got to play. He's good. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Isaiah, I think, something like that. Isaiah Quincy. Isaiah Quincy, yeah. He's awesome. He's from Michigan too. So he kind of gets the he kind of gets Ooh. the East Lansing, right? Yeah. Um and I, I it's kind of weird. Go ahead. It's kind of weird to see a basketball. To see a basketball legend just openly eat pussy, but you know, magic, magic's a sharer. You know, he gives it, he shares. You know, he kind of gives it up. Now we know why. Because I remember before this show came out, people. Were oh, like, I thought I thought you were going to say something completely different. After oh, I no, know no, why, I'm not going. There. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing the McPoy or the uh, the O'Doyles from Billy Madison driving on the banana peel and falling off the cliff. I'm not doing that to us. Um, now I know why, because I remember before the show came out, people were like, yeah, Magic said he's not watching it. And I'm like, I wonder what's going on in it. And then the first episode, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I saw um, I saw that there's a there's a Magic Johnson documentary coming out on Apple TV Plus. Interesting. I think he's part. I think he's involved with it, too. And then I saw a tweet that said. This HBO Max show got me out here looking like a freak. I need to tell my side of the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every episode, he's like, all right, cook. You know, I want you. And then he just goes and plows some woman. And then he comes back, cook, I want you. And she's like, fuck off, magic. <laughs> I love I love John C. Ryan. I love Jason Clark as Jerry West. Yeah, yeah he's been really good. good as Jerry West. Fuck your butt, fucking power force. <laughs> He just nails the anger so well. And and it's I think I know what's gonna happen with uh McKinney. I, I'm pretty sure he gets he got fired. Yeah. Paul West I, I had I had to look it up because I'm like he got fired, wait. right? Well, I, I thought originally Pat Riley was the coach for the entire run. Yeah. I didn't even know about Westhead. 
I knew about my head. Episode four was titled Who the Fuck is Jack McKinney? And I'm like, yeah, who the fuck is Jack McKinney? <laughs> so, I, so I had to look it up. Yeah, spoiler alert for uh, for 50-year-old basketball. And the pod now, uh, if you don't want winning time yeah, ruined. <laughs> if, you <don't> want, <laughs> if you don't want winning time ruined for you. Uh, but yeah, he gets fired like 12 games into the season. Yeah, because that offense is just stupid to run with these guys. Like, and he and he seemed like just a complete dictator over it. Like, well, I wonder when we're gonna get the Pat Riley, like the Pat Riley, like taking on like more of a coach role. Like, I oh, think that's man. coming. I can't uh, wait. I hope. I hope they do another season, and like you know, this season ends with the Lakers. Spoiler alert: winning the championship, and then Westhead's done after that. And no, he's done after eighty-one. Are you sure? Yeah, he's done after eighty-one. Well, I hope they do a time jump and then the la- like the, the credits roll and then there's an after credits scene like Thanos grabs the Infinity Gauntlet, Pat Riley grabs hair gel and he says, fine, I'll do it myself. And it shows him slicking his hair back. Well, I, um, <laughs> I think, well, I, I, I think this is a one season affair considering that um, yeah. they open the episode with Magic getting his um, HIV diagnosis. So. Right. Spoiler alert again. I, I know, but like that would that would know. be that would be pretty entertaining if it was just thing opens up and it's hair gel and Pat Riley slicks it back, looks in the mirror, and then it cuts. <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna get that moment in the show. It goes, Pat Riley will return. Pat <laughs> Riley. <laughs> I think Adrian Brody's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I like him. I I think Pat Riley's a pretty fascinating kick uh person overall. Like his NBA resume, his career is unbelievable. Like, you know, part you know, of the, Lake, the Lakers, and then he helped get the Knicks pretty relevant. And again, and then, you know, he turned the Heat. The Heat would, would the Heat even be around in Miami if he weren't a part of them? You could say no. Well, I mean, they had the Alonzo Mourning era, right? And stuff like that. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They would have been. If he wasn't there coaching Shaq and D Wade, that would have been an interesting. Um, they would have been. They probably would have been one of the teams talked about to to move to Oklahoma. Sam Van Gundy was done wrong that year. Okay, <laughs> you're just now. You're just trying to piss Brett off. I'm just trolling. You know, I like to do a little bit of trolling, a little, little trolling. Yeah, it's, like, um, it's called we like to do a little trolling. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't think of anything. Like, there's no movies coming out in April that I don't think I'm really excited for. I've heard Sonic 2 is good. Um, yeah, I, do, I don't give a fuck about Sonic I didn't see the first one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm missing out on all the lore. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm just waiting for Doctor Strange at this point. But we'll be talking Moon Knight every week and then... Oh, no. Uh, you know what movie I'm excited about? Uh, fucking Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, I've heard that's batshit crazy. I'm pumped for that shit, bro. I've heard it's so excited. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And then there's another like A24 ass movie. Oh, the Northman. There's a cameo in every, and what's the name? Every rich wear in its place or whatever. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything. There's a cameo that all the three of us will enjoy when we watch the movie. I'm going to, I know who it is. I, and also uh, the Northman, uh, Robert Eggers' new movie. With, Mm. uh, um, uh, Alexander Sarsgaard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Where he's that like, a, gonna, it's like, he's like a Norse Viking, right? He's like, a yeah, Viking. that movie's gonna, that movie's gonna fuck. Yeah. Um, 
I think I think we're pretty good. I mean, we'll talk uh, national title game next week. You know, it'll happen after we or before we record. Record. We can talk Moon Knight depending when we record, and uh, we'll find stuff. I'm sure there's going to be some football happenings. There's going to be some rumblings. There's going to be maybe some basketball news or some updates. So, you know, I think we're pretty good tonight. Are we good to go? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm good to go. Okay. All right. Well, until next week, um, fellas, go green. Go white. Go white. Man, everything. All right. I'm going to edit it. Or not edit it, upload. (laughs) See ya. All right. See you guys.